You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Today I'm going to share to you a very powerful message from the Bible in the life of one of the most popular characters in the Bible, who is, which is Joseph. Joseph, not the husband of Mary, but Joseph the dreamer. How many of you, you're familiar with him? Yes? Alright. So Bible, sabi doon, Joseph was a young and handsome man. Na-appreciate nyo po ba yung picture dyan? Young and handsome. Parang hindi, no? Ah, sige, palitan po natin. Yan! Gabi, may tumiliba, no? <laughs> Alright, just for an illustration, alright? Hindi po chinito si Joseph. Okay, but just for the sake of an illustration, for example po siya yan. So Joseph, in the Genesis 37, you will see there, it says there that Joseph is the son of Jacob and Rachel. Also, Joseph, during that time in Genesis 37, he was 17 years old. Very young, teenager. Sino dito 17 years old? Yan. Totoo yan, <laughs> Alright? Also, he is the 11th son of Jacob and he is the favorite son. Siya po yung pinaka-paborito. So 12 po, ang mga anak ni Jacob at si Joseph ang pinaka-paborito niya. That is why... He, Joseph, was mo, was hated so much by his brothers. Imagine kung ilan ang galit sa kanya at inggit sa kanya. Labing isa. Alright, sobrang outnumbered siya. But because of that as well, Joseph has this attitude, bad-mouthed siya. When you read chapter 37, you would see there that Joseph would send bad reports about his brothers. Kakausapin niya yung tatay niya and then he will give him bad reports about his, about his brothers. And at the same time, he has this youthful arrogance. Kasi paborito eh. Alright? Parang he has a lot of privileges. Paboritong anak. So he has this youthful arrogance. Also, when he was 17 years old, it says in the Bible that Joseph had dreams. God gave him a vision that someday he will be great. So Joseph, itong dreams niya na to, itong vision na to, yung picture there was uh, the stars, the moon, the sun, the sheaves bowing down before him, representing that his family will one day bow before him. So when Joseph had these dreams, he he shared this to his brothers. Now, my youthful arrogance ngayon, no? alam niya na nagalit yung mga brothers niya, and yet kinuwento niya pa rin. So imagine, ang sagot ng mga brothers niya, so ano sa tingin mo, luluhod kami sa'yo. So ano sa tingin mo, darating sasubmit kami sa inyo, sa'yo. Even his own father, Jacob, rebuked him because of that. So because, nung... Even after, sinir niya yung dream niya sa family niya, lalong nagalit yung brothers niya. That's why, listen to this, that is why some of his brothers plotted to kill him. Imagine, flesh and blood, own brother, they planned to kill him. Then one of his brothers, in the name of Reuben, he said, wag na natin siya patayin. Instead, ihulog na lang natin siya sa pit. So, when the brothers heard it, 
They agreed. Sabi nila, o oh, sige, ganun na lang gawin natin. Ilaglag natin sa ihulog natin siya. So, hinulog nila si Joseph into the pit. And then, they uh, sat down, eat their foods. And then, biglang may parating ng mga tao. A group of people, Ishmaelites, coming their way. So, another brother said, in the name of Judah, told the brothers, why not, benta na lang natin si Joseph. Magkakapera pa tayo. Alright? And so the brothers again agreed, fine, let's sell him. So they sold um, uh, Joseph to the Ishmaelites. So syempre, yung mga kapatid niya, babalik sila sa bahay, makikita ulit nila yung tatay nila. And you know what they did? They made a story or naglay sila, nagsinungaling po sila kay Jacob and they told their father, yung anak mo na pinakapaborito, patay na. Sinabi nila, may wild animal na umatake sa kanya, kaya namatay siya. So Jacob, of course, mahal na mahal niya si Joseph. So he cried, he mourned because of the loss of his son. So now this is the background of what we're gonna look at right now in Genesis. If you have your Bibles with you, let's open it in Genesis chapter 39. It says there, now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt. So binenta po siya sa mga Ishmaelites. So yung mga Ishmaelites, dinala siya sa Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. Notice here, Binenta siya sa Ishmaelites, tas yung Ishmaelites, binenta pa siya kay Potiphar. Imagine ko ano yung nafe-feel niyan during that time ni Joseph. Maybe he was sold down, grabe naman, sarili ko mga kapatid, binenta ako, tas ngayon, ibinenta ako ulit. Imagine yung nararamdaman niya during that time. But that verse says, in verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. Let's continue on reading. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Imagine, in the midst of great trial, in the midst of one of the darkest times sa buhay ni Joseph, the Lord says, the Bible tells us that the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph and he had success. The Lord was with Joseph and he found favor with men. Nakita ni Potiphar mismo, grabe, nagsasuccess lahat ng ginagawa niya. That's why yung master niya, inentrance, buong properties niya. Imagine, buong household niya, oh, ikaw na bahala dyan, uh, Joseph. Since magaling ka naman, and, ay nakikita ko sa'yo, nasa'yo ang Panginoon. Imagine, even in the midst of darkest times, the Lord was with Joseph. Let's continue on reading. In verse uh, 5 to 6, it says there, From the time that he made him overseer in this house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. The master has no concern at all. 
Ang iniisip niya na lang, ano kayang kakainin, alright? But everything, he has entrusted it to Joseph. You can see here how the Lord moved in the life of Joseph. But now in this next verse, it says there, Now Joseph was what? Handsome. Yung pwing sabi natin kanina, no? Handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So the story told, uh, tells us that a woman, and not just any other woman or girl, but the wife of his master, is tempting Joseph to lie with her. So imagine mo kung ano nangyayari ngayon sa heart ni Joseph, no? Yung sariling asawa ng boss niya, ng master niya, is going uh, to him and tempting him, come lie with me. Now look at Joseph's response. He responded by number one, recounting all the goodness of what uh, his master did to him. And lastly, this bold letters in red, he acknowledged that whatever the wife of Potiphar was offering to him is a sin against God. Now church, maybe you, you can notice this. A lot of our young people right now, and maybe for some of adults, we become desensitized of the sins of the world. What do I mean with desensitized? We become less sensitive. Why did I say so? It's because if you would notice, a lot of us right now, we base our standards in what the world says. We base our standards with what is trending in the social media. Or sometimes we base our standards because, ah, yung finafalo ko na celebrity or popular icon, ito yung stand niya. Yan na rin kaya yung stand ko. Total, publicly, grabe. Ito yung sinasabi niya, ito yung stand ko about this issue and that. Siguro ako na rin. Mukhang tama naman. Mukhang may point yung sinasabi niya. Can you imagine me right now? This is what's happening in many of our young people because of the easy access to social media, music, songs that they listen to. They base their convictions in what the world is telling us instead of basing it in the Word of God. And you know what? I can still remember when I was still a student, even before I become a Christian, I was like that as well. My convictions, my standard is based on what I think is right or wrong. My convictions is based on what my, uh, most of my friends are believing at. My conviction standard, some of it came from my parents. So I was like that before. But when I became a Christian, when I had a relationship with the Lord, it didn't stop there. God has surrounded me with people that would uh, uh, help me to, to know who God is, that will help me to read the Word of God, that will help me to obey the Word of God. And you know what? Just like in that story, in the Bible, of Joseph, well, how he responded with that temptation, I believe that can also still be our response today. 
Joseph responded by acknowledging, I know that this is a sin against God, so I will run away from it. And you know what? I believe this is one of the best questions that we can ask ourselves. Will I be able to glorify God if I do this? Instead of saying, ah, ano kayong stand ng mga klasiko dito? Doon na lang din ako. Ah, ano kayong stand ng mundo ngayon? Doon na lang din ako. No, I believe one of the best questions that we can ask ourselves is this. Will I be able to glorify God if I do this? You base your convictions not on what the world is telling us, but you base on your convictions with what God is telling us through His Word. Will I be able to glorify God if I do this? You know, I also appreciate in our church the parents of these young people. These young people that you see in this picture are part of our campus ministry. They're part of our victory groups. They're part of uh, youth services as well. And some of them are already interns and leaders. And you know, I just want to appreciate the parents. Thank you for allowing your children to go to victory groups, for uh, inconveniencing yourself just to, uh, to bring them here in the church to attend a youth service, to attend the Sunday service, and even for our upcoming unashamed conference, all right, on August 2 to 4. I know some of you, alam niyo yan, medyo na kailangan humugot sa budget niyo, no? to pay for that registration, but thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, parents, for investing in the lives of the next generation. Because we know we cannot do this alone. You know, our church is so beautiful. It's not just for the young people, but even for adults. Even for kids. That's why we have kids' church. Youth services, campus ministry, and even for adults, we have victory groups. Surround your pe- yourself with people that will help you to mature with your walk with God. It is a journey in life. Let's continue on with the life of Joseph. Now, Potiphar's wife kept on tempting okay, si Joseph. And Joseph naman continuously uh, avoid si, uh, yung, uh, wife ni Potiphar. But you know, even in NLT version of uh, the Bible, it says there that Potiphar's wife uh, kept on putting pressure on Joseph. Day by day, continuously, lagi niya sinasabi, Come, Joseph, lie with me. And so one day, something happened. In the house of Potiphar, wala yung other men. So ang natira lang is the, uh, is the wife and Joseph because he's working in the house. So uh, Potiphar's wife took the opportunity. He grabbed the hand all right, of Joseph and again told him, Come lie with me. Of course, Joseph, his reaction, look at this, listen. His reaction was, hindi siya parang, sige, uh, pag-isibangon. No. The Bible tells us that Joseph ran out of the house. He fled out of the house. Why? Because he knew that was a trap. Because he knew that is sin against God. That was Joseph. And what happened was, yung garment, uh, part of the garment of Joseph, na iwan sa kamay ng, uh, ni Potiphar's wife. So she screamed aloud, called the men of the house, and then dumating yung mga tao. And then, this is what happened. Potiphar's wife said and accused Joseph of attempted rape. So she flipped the whole story. Sinabi niya sa mga tao, grabe naman tong servant na to na hinayar ng asawa ko. Pinagtangkaan niya akong pagsamantalahan. 
So imagine, Joseph, wala naman siyang ginawa. Actually, tumakbo pa nga siya. But then he was accused. And so of course, nung dumating si Potiphar sa bahay nila, she told the same made-up story. Grabe yung servant mo, hinayar mo, pero pinagtangkaan akong pagsamantalahan. Imagine the anger that aroused in, in Potiphar. So what he did was this in the next verses. When Joseph's master took him, put him in the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. Imagine this. Prisoner siya, tas ginawa pa siyang in charge sa mga prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Amazing. Just in this chapter, Genesis 39, you can see there four times it was mentioned that the Lord was with Joseph. In the times of success, in the times of his darkest time, the Lord was with Joseph. Clearly, God is communicating something powerful to us through this scripture. Joseph had success. Joseph had favor with men. He had he had received steadfast love from the Lord and he had position all because the Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph. Now, listen to me, church. Look at these four things. Success, favor with men, steadfast love, to be loved, position. I believe all of these things, if not, most of these things are the things that we look at so that we can be, we can uh, have greatness and have significance. Would you agree? If not all of these things, maybe most of the, those four that I've mentioned, we look at that so that we could achieve greatness and have significance. But the very question is this one. What is our definition of greatness and significance? Is greatness for us is about achieving our goals? Is greatness for us yung mga pinlano mo nung bata ka palang ma-achieve mo ng ganitong age? Is that greatness for us? Is significance uh, for us is when someone tell you, good job? Is significance for us if someone tell you, galing mo kanina, sobrang importante ka sa team natin? Is that how we define greatness and significance? How about this question? Who is the source of your greatness? Who is the source of your significance? Is the source of your greatness yourself? Is the source of your greatness your achievements? Is the source of your greatness your medals, your uh, certificates? Is the source of your significance yourself or other people? Ask those questions. How about this one? How do we achieve greatness? Is it on our own? 
on the things that we do? Is it based on our skills? Dahil magaling ako dito. I can do this. I can achieve greatness. I can be significant. I can have value because of the things that I can do, because of the talents that I have, the skills that I have. Is that how you achieve greatness and significance? Or how about this question? Do you know the effect of your greatness and significance? Do you know that it can affect not just your own life, but the life of the people around you? Do you know that it can affect not just your family, but even the nations and even the world? Now, ask those questions. Let those questions reign in your heart for a moment. What is your definition of greatness and significance? Who is your source of it? How do you achieve it? And do you know the effect that it can make, not just in yourself, but in the lives of other people? Greatness and significance. You know, I remember a story. One of our students, her name is MJ. She's one of our student leaders in San Juan National High School. Now, MJ, I, I think we've met, I think, two years ago. Now, when I met her, she would honestly tell me, you know what, Ate Nikki, sa totoo lang. Because MJ, by the way, uh, came from a very poor family. Yung tatay niya lang po ang nagtatrabaho. And minsan hindi pa stable. So, and then marami silang magkakapatid, daming kailangan gastusin sa bahay. And you know, MJ, as uh, she told me before, that she came to a point in her life na ayaw niya na mag-aral. Sa totoo lang daw. Ayaw niya na sanang tapusin yung high school kasi gusto niya na lang mag-work. Gusto niya na lang tum- uh, tumulong sa family niya. And it, it's good, you know, na makatulong siya. But it's motivated by hopelessness. You know, she she saw her life na parang, parang wala nang pag-asa, pinanganak ako na ganito kami, mukhang wala na, mukhang ganito na lang ata talaga. But you know what, one day, she got invited to one of our, uh, to our youth service. She came, there and there, she encountered the Lord. There and there, she got discipled. Now, MJ, is uh, she's part of my victory group right now. And you know what? She's now one of our faithful volunteers in Kids Church. She's actually one of the preachers of the Word of God in our preteens. Right? Not just that, MJ also is now sharing the Word of God even to the younger students in her campus. She faithfully, she's faithfully meeting them after her school. She's now in senior high school. Yung mga mini-meet niya po, I think mga nasa grade 9 and 10 yung mga yan. She would faithfully stay, kahit tapos na yung class niya, magstay pa rin siya, hintayin niya yung mga students. Because for her, it's very important na yung relationship niya kay God, hindi lang sa kanya, but that she'll be able to share it to other people. Because she believes that what she's experiencing right now with God can also be experienced by other students. And you know what? Di lang nag-end on. More than the impact that she can make in the lives of other people, she also has the burden to pray for her family. You know, she would tell me this, Ate Nikki, sometimes I would pray uh, sa family ko. She would even initiate prayers. She would even talk to her mom. Means that, Ma, okay lang yan. God will provide. Pray lang tayo. And she would preach the gospel even to her cousins. That's why one of her cousins responded to the gospel. And just this year, her cousin got baptized. She was the one who baptized her cousin. Can we give God praise for that? You know, MJ had that greater purpose and vision, not just for herself, but now even for other people. I had that opportunity as well to talk to her mom. Pumunta po ako sa bahay nila. 
Tapos yung mama niya, kinukwento niya sa akin. Umiiyak talaga po siya. No kidding. As in, iyak po talaga siya. Kinukwento niya sa akin na si MJ hindi naman daw po ganun dati. Hindi ganyan yung ugali. Pero she would tell me how MJ would... Uh, encourage her full of hope and would tell her family, Ma, pa, okay lang yan. Let's believe God. God will provide. Pambaon lang yan. Kaya ibigay ni God yan. You know, MJ had a bigger purpose, had a bigger perspective because, the ex- because of the experience that she had with Jesus Christ. Greatness and significance can be found if you have a relationship with Jesus. And you know another story? One of our leaders as well, Abraham, this picture, hindi ko na alam na kung ilang taon na to. We were still students, I believe. I've met, uh, we've met, he was in high school, tama ba, Abraham? He was in high school, I was in college. Youth service din kami, nagkakilala noon, and then sa mga camps na this and that. And Abraham, he came from a well-off family. Well-provided, maganda yung school niya, nakakain siya ng maayos, right? Okay siya, he can, he can travel, he can go wherever he goes. And you know what? But this person knew that even with the comforts of his life, he knew that he still needs God. So Abram got discipled by Pastor Bojo, still being discipled uh, even at this moment. And now he's also making a great impact in the lives of young people. And maybe for some of you, kilala nyo si Abram, kasi siya yung nagde-disciple sa mga anak nyo. Right? He's very faithful in raising the next generation of godly men. Men who will not back down. Men who will lead. Abram. I love his story as well. He mentioned to me one particular moment in his life as well. Naisip niya rin po na pumasok sa politics talaga. Na in the future, maybe I'll, I'll be called also to serve the nation because his family's background is that. But I love when he said, greatness and significance for him is to be in the center of God's will. Yes, he has plans. Yes, he thought of go- doing this, going here, doing those things. But you know, for him, greatness and significance is to be in the center of God's will. Now, Abram is working and he's now one of the teachers in one of the schools here in San Juan. And he is making a great impact in the lives of his students. Not just that, even with his fellow teachers. Imagine, we were just students before. Never imagined. I believe, no, Abraham? Di namin po naisip na one day we can be, uh, uh, be used of God to make an impact in the lives of other people. But this, what happens if we disciple the next generation? Greatness and significance. You know, in the life of Joseph, he received the vision of God for him to be great when he was 17 years old. And if you read the Bible, if you study the life of Joseph, the, that vision got fulfilled when he was 30 years old. Imagine the time of waiting. Imagine the process that he went through, all the trials that he had, success, trials, success, trials, before that vision got fulfilled. But one thing is constant. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And you know what, church? I'm about to end. Greatness, significance. The reason why we can be great, the reason why we can be significant is because of this. 
Because the greatest and most significant person, and that is Jesus, came here on earth just to be with you and I. Greatness and significance. Achievements are good. Careers are good. I want you guys to succeed in life. But the, the ultimate greatness and significance, the reason we can have it, is because the greatest and most significant person on earth came here just to be with you and I. Jesus wants to dwell with us. Jesus wants to be with us. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that it pierced our very hearts, God. Lord, thank you for showing us greatness and significance that can only be found in you. And more than anything else, more than the world is offering to us, Lord God, Lord, thank you that you want to be with us. Lord, sino ba naman kami? We're sinners. We're dirty. We run away from you, and yet you chose to be with us. Yet you chose to die for us. You came here on earth, died on the cross, uh, rose again on the third day to prove that you are the Son of God, to prove that you are the only one who can save us, to prove that you are the only one who can complete us, to prove that only you are can give us identity. Father, we thank you that even though we are undeserving of your love, yet you chose to lavish that love and demonstrate that love to us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcasts.